0: Hello and welcome to the Pulsation podcast coming from the New Wolsey Theatre as part of Pulse 18 Festival. My name is Dave and I've been speaking to some of the acts who showcase their work here in Suffolk over the week. In this podcast I speak with performer Coco Brown and her lighting designer Martha Godfrey about her show White, which she had just finished teching in the main auditorium. Coco is a kind and gentle soul who is very easy to talk to and we very quickly descended into tech chat, so I'll give out a little nerd alert there. Uh, but then we went on to speak about her techniques as a performer and her creative approach which I found both interesting and inspiring. Martha or the Queen of Tech as she is now known also spoke about her methods with regards to lighting theatre and all in all I think our discussion had a great insight into the technical aspect of theatre productions from a creator's perspective Um, so enjoy. Oh yes and uh, there may be a small amount of bad language. Uh, Welcome to the new Wolsey Theatre, Coco. As part of the Pulse Festival, you're playing here tonight in the main auditorium at 9.30. And the date is 5th of June. No, yes, Yes. it is. I just read Tuesday. Hello, Coco. How are you?
1: I'm really good. Thank you. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) getting there. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. The coffee's helping.
1: Another, yes. Another coffee. Coffee's all around.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Coffee and cake. Mm. Yes. Uh, So you've come from London today, Mm -hmm. Uh, would you be able to tell us a little bit about what your show White is about?
1: Yeah, White is a solo show which is about being mixed race black woman, which is what I am. And it focuses on kind of just telling the story of uh, exploring your identity and uh, looking at these two worlds that you come from that are both inside of you and the kind of trials and tribulations and the privileges and the good parts and the bad parts um, of all of that and it uses spoken word and vocal looping which yes is kind of like the stuff that Ed Sheeran does um, yeah.
0: or Reggie Watts
1: Reggie Watts which is always a better version of that but his is so much more like eclectic and wild than mine Um,
0: What pedal do you use?
1: uh, I use two in the show, I use a Boss RC30 which is the kind of average foot pedal if anyone has ever tried looping before that will probably be the one that you start on. Yeah
0: I just found one of them in a cupboard over there a while ago I know they're always around, People, that's the one that
1: people always buy or they just find somewhere and they're like yeah I just want to buy it and try it and I'm like yes do try it, like looping is amazing so I use my RC30 uh, for Pedal, and I use the Boss 505, which is a tabletop looper that has a lot more to it. it so, it's like a sampler? Mm, it's
0: got like it's, pads on it?
1: No, uh, you're thinking of what I think is called a Chaos Pad, um, and a Chaos Possibly. Pad is the one that's kind of got those little squares on it, and you press it, and then something's uh, yeah, already yeah. like preloaded into it. Yeah. That is a toy that I would like to play with oh, in the yeah. future that's because 3, actually. that's good. amazing like the idea of like having these little buttons that already have things into it and manipulate. just being like yeah and going from that no the rc505 is like a it's a machine where you can manipulate your voice so it's more of like used for live performance specifically for like beatboxers or singers um, oh, cool. or vocalists of all types yeah and you can do a lot more with it so it was really great starting on the the rc30 which is the smaller one learning about timing and trying yeah, to keep old, timing yeah. and you know and simple kind of harmonies and melodies do you and tap stuff with like your
0: foot or your hand
1: i tap with my foot okay yeah i, I keep that one on the floor and then the bigger one the rc505 that's the one that i use my hand okay um, so and okay, too um always aim for the buttons and occasionally the yeah. miss them but we had a you know, discussion about
0: like someone earlier on this week was saying about how they didn't really have rhythm in their feet because it was too far <laughs> away but the instantaneous hit of the button of the arm was more instant. Yeah. And so they could sort of hit the mark a lot easier.
1: Yeah, and that's very true. Like my, uh, the tabletop one where I hit it with my hands. You, you kind of because your your hands are so high up, yeah. you kind of just find the rhythm and then you hit it and it goes and Closer then to the you brain. yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like I don't have to like send the message all the way to my feet. Yeah. Um, but also with the the foot pedal one, you end up looking down a lot because you're like oh don't want to miss it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah um, yeah yeah. So yeah, so they've got pros and cons, but the foot pedal one is usually used for people who have guitars and things. So yeah. I guess it's easier because they get to kind of like jam with their fingers and their feet. Yeah
0: and you're yeah talk you're keeping rhythm with your foot yeah we've gone straight into tech chat <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, so are you putting poetry into it or are you singing what, what, yeah what's Ooh, the... both
1: of those things i am um, uh grew up doing musical theater so i've always really enjoyed making work that combines art forms and that blends music and performing and storytelling all together so when i was making this show it just kind of came really naturally to me to find a way to tell this story and combine it with music and combine it with spoken word because I my trade isn't being a writer so kind of just sitting in a room and writing didn't really work for me okay um so I ended up kind of going more down the spoken word route which is what I also do on the side and things just ended up being quite poetic and uh, it was just a bit easier for me to say things in a poetic way because that's how my, my brain works yep. kind of rhythmically or, you know, with a lot of like assonance or consonance or repetition. Yeah, and then combining that with music and doing the vocal looping and seeing how I can create songs, it just, it all kind of naturally came together. Okay. Yeah, and it was a really, really interesting kind of learning curve for me and and also fun because I got to set myself... Uh, tasks and kind of go okay I want to make a song that sounds like you know I'm I'm in a battle and I'm about to run off into war oh, or cool. I want to make a song that only uses words and doesn't have any body percussion or I want to use a song that opens with body percussion that sounds like I'm hitting a drum but I can't afford to buy a drum so how can I so do what's that? what's your
0: body percussion?
1: So there is a song called War With Yourself which opens with me hitting the the basic way of it is just me hitting the mic on my chest okay and when I was doing that it was because I was trying to recreate a really big kind of kick drum or something but, like that yeah, yeah like a really like something that was like like warish or yeah, yeah going yeah, off into battle of exactly and so it was really I first started doing hitting the mic on my hand and then I realized that wouldn't work because at that time I only had the foot pedal yeah and so I was like I can't hit the thing and press with my foot at the same time okay. my brain would not send two signals so I was like okay I've got to figure out a way to do it in a different way and so i ended up hitting the mic off different parts of my body so like my thigh or my collarbone or my stomach and i ended up finding the best place to make a sort of drum sound is on your breastbone
0: yeah so you're using the hollowness of your exactly your rib cage yeah wow that's pretty cool Um, (laughs) but it was
1: really fun just kind of setting that task for myself and going how can i do this how can i make that work knowing full well that I wanted it to be a full show but didn't want to have to carry a drum with me every time for that yeah, one you know. scene. Sticking
0: a face drum on your back <laughs> exactly. with a monkey next to
1: you, like, <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> yeah, just a really simple, simple little show, like a whole one-man <laughs> band <laughs> yeah, thing. Like yeah, that. that's... <laughs> Maybe that's the next <laughs> show. Um, but yeah, so I just found, I just like experimented with ways of doing that and then yeah, it ended up being hitting it on the breastbone and it also, sometimes it depends on what I'm wearing. And I didn't even think about that. Oh, okay. So it's like if I'm wearing like a jumper, it's no not. Fleece. Yeah, I've got to wear something that like it literally just has to go right on my chest. So which is fabrics, fun.
0: What fabrics? What fabrics did you find worked?
1: The thinnest fabric, I... like if I can go right onto my chest, I so usually I'll wear a vest. Okay. Um, because I it just means yeah. I go right onto the.
0: Yeah, a, uh, right on, wool. like, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't want to wear a wool no. on stage anyway. A <laughs> really thick woolly jumper.
1: Like, not only is boil. that bad for sound, but also I think I would lose 10 stone <laughs> and probably pass out halfway through because of all the stage lighting.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, how long have you been working on this show?
1: I've been working on this show on and off for about two years now. Maybe just over two years. I don't know, it all blurs in. It's, yeah. especially because I didn't, unlike some shows, you'll have a rehearsal period where you focus on kind of going through it and working on it and then you'll do a show whereas with me it was five minutes here and 20 minutes there and making a little bit for this scratch night and maybe doing that okay. kind of working in like um, so it's
0: like a collage of, of lots of work yeah yeah exactly becomes one piece yeah and, then you, and if it's autobiographical in, yeah. then it's all coming from the same place so it's more like a like an album really
1: oh, that's a lovely way to think about it <laughs> That is, be- yeah, it's like an <laughs> album of, of work that just happens to sit really nice together. Yeah. I say that, but it was an album of work and then I got a really great lighting designer, Martha Godfrey. Oh, hello, Martha. Hi. <laughs> um, who is here with us. And I got a really great director to work on the piece called Nikolai LeBarry. and they both kind of came in. I gave them this selection of pieces yeah. and Nikolai put them in a good order and and found a, a really a narrative that worked for it in an arc and and saw the journey from the outside oh, and then exactly. Martha came in and sort of took what he'd made and put some beautiful lighting on it and really kind of added another layer to the piece yeah so yeah
0: i know i'm interested about the lighting so martha you've been dubbed queen of tech
2: Apparently that's what. Apparently that's my new title, and definitely my
1: new titular bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to call her other than the Queen of Tech. She's the lighting designer it's shown there, but she also is the Queen of Tech. I'll take it. Yeah.
0: With the with the lights, how long did you work on those for with Coco? Uh,
1: well, because
2: the way I met Coco was I worked for a Venue quite a lot, and she came in doing the first bite of the show, so the first kind of bit. Yeah. And I sort of. Ended up working on it quite accidentally, okay. <laughs> purely through the venue. Who are like, oh, there's someone needs a tech, and then well, we got on really well, and the first kind of that went really well, and then yeah. came back with Nikolai later, for the second time it came around. Where I think there was more of a concept of making the final design and something that is that's still what we're touring now.
1: Yeah, I remember coming in on the the first day of our first bite in the tech, which is the first kind of version of the full show and coming in with my version of what a lighting design was and kind of just going, maybe if you put like a light here on me, that would look nice. Or if you maybe <laughs> do something that's a bit at an angle, maybe that would look cool. Do you have any colors available? And then Martha kind of just took all of my half words and made them into full sentences wow. and made it work. And that's... then, yeah, when we came back for the second, when we came back to do it in November, mm. it was really nice. Cause I could kind of go, okay, remember what we did before, you can do anything now. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. I, that's I don't. I, I have no idea about lights.
1: And Neither do I, and what that's what I'm why I have about Martha. This
0: now is yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's how they're used in just to ha- keep the pace of a piece going mm-hmm. across, and the importance of them in theatre. I never really appreciated it until about. This week, <laughs> when I was looking at the yeah. lighting, and especially looking at all the text coming and just sitting for two hours, three hours beforehand, like mm-hmm. mapping out each part of the script to the lights in that particular theatre mm-hmm. and how you wanted the movement to sort of be lit up across the stage and the creative use of lights is something that uh, that's illuminating to me right yeah, now. Yeah, me too.
1: I mean, I Unintended. didn't, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't. Um... I'm here all night. <laughs> Really, we are <laughs> <home>. <laughs> <laughs> here at nine, to nine eight. Oh no, we're too late! I got to do a show at nine. <laughs> um, yeah, like I didn't really, you know, I I'd, I'd go to theatre a lot and I used to always watch shows and I'd be like, oh, you know, there are lights on stage and sometimes there were lighting states that were really really nice and I'd be like, oh, that's cool and that's all I think of it. And then since I've kind of been working with Martha, I've realised that like she's kind of changed the way my brain works when I see a show and I kind of look at things and go. Oh, that's really nice lighting, or yeah. oh wow, that's really doing this sort of thing. And I kind of look at it. I watched one of a, diff- a different show that Martha did the lighting design for, which is called Fuck You Pay Me by a great artist called Joanna Nastari. And that was one of the first times where I really looked at a show and kind of went, I see exactly what this lighting is doing.
0: You're seeing behind the yeah. performance. Yeah, and it's not it? just,
1: you know, make sure they're in light and yeah, let's add a pink here. It was like, yeah. oh, I really see the kind of, like, it really blended together and it's, it was very mood. much yeah that's, and, it, and you can tell emotion. the difference between a show that a show that where they made the show and then they just kind of threw some lights on it yeah. or a show where the lighting designer has kind of thought about it and come together and spoken with the creative team and gone oh what are we trying to do here
2: yeah. um,
1: and how can we make that happen Then you know
2: but I think that's why also your show works really well from a lighting design point of view because a lot of the time with more naturalistic shows it'll be like oh and now they're outside so we try and make it look like they're outside yeah. whereas because yours is so spoken wordy and music and poetry, there's a lot more space to create more of a flow and more of this is the mood yeah, we're going for. This You're is painting what we're... a
0: stage with, with colours, aren't you? Yeah, um,
2: and because it's so basic and set, it sort of leaves me mm-hmm. to... Also, you have great blonde hair, which looks great, whatever colour I put on it. <laughs> and it makes me really happy. Good. So, Good. so you know. Good. So you See like become part popular. of the set.
1: Do you yeah. think it's, for this show, because it's quite... It's, it leans towards, like, gig-style theatre. Mm. Do you think that influenced the way that you designed the lighting? Like, did you try and make it less like a, a naturalistic theatre show where it's, now we're outside, now we're inside, and da-da-da, and more like that? Or did you think, like, what...
2: Yeah, what definitely, because it's not... I don't think this show is very theatre lighting. Mm-hmm. I think it is very much kind of... It's music lighting, and it's, if anything, it draws more from like musicals but like big number musicals except on like a one person scale lighting wise and then mix that with like an intimate rock concert in a church and you sort of get what I was going
1: for amazing I love that That like I like that's brilliant like big musicals but on a solo one person scale and then rock concert in a church which is very specific specific. I think I know what you're talking
0: about that's the bizarre thing um, so, are you taking this show uh, anywhere else this year?
1: Yes, I'm really excited to be back at the Roundhouse um, in London on the 23rd of June. Uh, which is great because that's the first the first time that I did the show, which was like a script in hand, really early stages version of okay. it. When was it? That? was at the Roundhouse last June. Okay, um, so yeah, a year so it later. So it's really nice. Yeah, a year later, they've given return. me a bigger space, and now I've got the show, and we're gonna look at the music a bit more and kind of try, uh, f- try to find a way to give things space and, and just to add another layer to it for that version. And then in August, as most shows do, we'll be going up to Edinburgh Fringe oh, and wonderful. doing two weeks there. So we're doing the 15th to the 27th at the Pleasance Courtyard beside. Oh, lovely. And currently trying to figure out how we're going to get up there physically as well as I'll just Mm, walk yeah absolutely from London just start now I'll (laughs) go there actually carry all of the looping stuff and the stands (laughs) you'd love that wouldn't you that would be super fun a hike across England can't think of anything
0: one of my friends really it was his dream to walk to Scotland every time he'd get drunk he'd just be like why don't we walk to Scotland (laughs) we'll do it one day I'll do it still (laughs) Will if you ever listen to this I still want to walk to Scotland we'll do it for (laughs) charity or something but yeah Yeah. might as well might as well (laughs) why not it's there yeah I'll be in Scotland this year I'm actually going to near John Greats. I've just been invited there so we thought Edinburgh's on the way back go to Edinburgh so yeah. we'll be there last week I think
1: amazing yeah I'll I'm catch up. yeah what 15 to the 27th. last two weeks pass through at any time cool. um, we're on just before lunch so we're on at 11.30 which I really enjoy because it means I get to do a show and then like have lunch and go see some other Me, shows and <laughs> maybe take a midday nap have a siesta
0: how many Edinburgh's have you done?
1: Um, this will be my first Edinburgh as a solo performer. Okay. About five years ago, I did a show with the Lyric and Hammersmith called Morning. And then in between then, I just go up to visit people and see some shows for like two to three days if yeah. I get the time. To be
0: honest, it's hard to see more than four days of shows in a row because yeah. your brain just melts down. I mean... <laughs> remember like not being able to laugh anymore i was like i've seen so of. much comedy and it was like <laughs> and you're seeing stuff that would have been funny the first few days and you're like oh it was, it was funny as the last thing that i it was, it was the last thing I saw. you see stuff that is so good and it just pales in significance and you just can't find the funny anymore yeah. and then by by day i think it was about day four me and my wife were like we can't laugh. We are just, I've done. I've we done cannot laughing, do this anymore. Cannot do laughing. And I
1: think, like, that's like the joy and the kind of stress of Edinburgh is that you're like, one, either I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna like knacker myself out because there is so much to do. Yeah. Or I'm gonna go broke because I end up seeing way more shows oh, yes. in such a short amount of time. You're like, wow, I've spent. £100 today just seeing things uh, although quick. there's a lot of really good free fringe stuff which I would definitely suggest people yeah, to go and we look at as well yeah we went up week
0: before um, it opened which where oh, you wow. get all of the big and middling mm. acts and in fact loads of people and you're mm. just getting shows for like three or four quid just because they want to test it out yeah, and they're yeah. doing rehearsals so that was yeah preview week is a is a top tip it's if, a good if anyone one, yeah. wants to go to Ed, Edinburgh for sort of the first time on a complete budget yeah yeah I think like first week in August or maybe Yeah, Edinburgh on a budget
1: my like top tips are look at some free fringe things like take a risk yeah is definitely look at preview week also there's a sliding scale in Edinburgh so sometimes a midweek show will be a little bit cheaper than if you saw the same show on a Saturday okay so like if you're there for five days try and kind of judge it on what day you want to see things because some things will be a little bit more expensive on the weekends. Yeah. And there are then there are some shows so like the big names, they'll just be the exact same price every day and you just have to yeah, suck it up suck and pay up. if you want to see them. <laughs> yeah, you um, but you can also see them anytime. Like if you exactly. got to Edinburgh, try and see yeah, like newer their tour that artists they do around, the, <laughs>
0: around the country. Exactly. Like, like when they'll when be they've...
1: near you at a big venue yeah, in exactly. a month or two. Have
0: you ever climbed St Arthur's seat?
1: Yes. Did I get to the top? That's, that, I, I mean I don't know if I got to the top but, I, but I've been there and I've climbed it and yeah and it's lovely and Edinburgh is just lovely like it's, it's just great, a beautiful it? city it you know really and nice. obviously my my vision is skewed because I got there when like all of my friends were up there doing shows or working yeah. in the festival so you know I'm like it's great all of my friends are here and I get to see theatre and you know, <laughs> just, everything is perfect but the beauty of the city does not change outside of August it's so nice it's all year around, yeah yeah. yeah my
0: mother-in-law it's a bit hilly everything's
1: there. up everything is, is uphill like yeah. I don't understand how, how that works <laughs> like in the in like a geographical way but yeah everything just, is up
0: it's like Escher like an Escher painting just, constantly yeah. going constantly up the going hills up. of Edinburgh <laughs> oh, another hill oh, that one. another one <laughs> um <laughs> Lovely to speak to you, Coco. Uh, oh, I really wish it. you all the best with your uh, show tonight and all the best for taking it to wherever it goes. Edinburgh, House and yeah. Roundhouse. And maybe,
1: maybe back to Ipswich. Back to Ipswich next
0: year, absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you have a website that
1: I do, can yeah. guide um, people to? So if you ever want to kind of look up the work that I make, you can find me at heycoco, that's H-E-Y-K-O-K-O dot com, heycoco.com. And if you're feeling social, you can get me at the Coco Brown. So that's at T-H-E-K-O-K-O-B-R-O-W-N, so brown without the E. And I always like making new friends, so please do get a bit social if cool. you want that's to chat.
0: On, that's on the Twitters, yes.
1: Yeah, and Martha can be found at... Martha Godfrey 2? On Twitter? On Twitter. Tech Queen tech queen yeah just such a tech tech.
0: queen (laughs) brilliant well lovely to speak to you wish you all the best
1: thank
0: you bye bye thank you